Sharon, uh, brothers and sisters, we are talking about the importance of the heart because out of it flows the issues of life. And uh, as Christians, we are, our hearts are cleansed by the blood of Jesus, but yet it can be defiled because of hurts, because of influence by people and so on. And uh, we talk about how to protect our hearts by uh, being careful about what goes into our hearts and also what comes out of our heart through our mouth. And uh, this evening, I want to talk about guarding our hearts by guarding the, our ways, the way we walk. And uh, Proverbs, let's go back to Proverbs 4, verse 23. It says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Verse 25, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. So here you are. In Proverbs, it tells us that we are to look straight ahead to the path, the godly path that we should be walking and uh, not be distracted uh, by uh, turning to the left nor to the right. So that's what we are dealing with uh, this morning, uh, this, this evening, focusing on where we should go. And very often we see that uh, Christians, we started well. But then, because we allow our hearts to be defiled, and we begin to move away from the path that we should be going. And the Lord Jesus says, the way that leads to life is a narrow uh, way, and it is a, a winding way. So when we walk in the way that we should go, very often that is experience. It's not straight sail, but rather it is a winding road. We go through different kind of experience. Very often they are not pleasant. They are difficult challenges and uh, things that uh, could really cause us to suffer at times. And that's why Proverbs say you've got to look straight ahead. You know, don't be tempted to look, to seek out the easy way. But rather focus on where we should go. So watch out for temptation because the enemies will want to come and defile our hearts and, and offer us an easier road, an easier path to take. We 
Remember the temptation of our Lord Jesus before his ministry. Satan offered him the kingdom of this world. All Jesus needs to do is to bow down and worship him. And he will have what he wanted. Uh, Jesus will have what he wanted, the kingdom of this world. So you can see this is the, the, the temptation that the enemies is, is offering to us. You know, he's offering to the Lord Jesus. But uh, thank God, Jesus knew who he is. He knew what he's here to do. And so Jesus did not buy uh, the offer. But among Christians today, so very often when we come with a difficulties, a problem, or a conflict in, in our walk with Jesus, in our ministry, in the church, in a cell group, the temptation is always to choose the easy path, to opt out or to withdraw or to be indifferent and uh, so that, that means our heart has been defiled. You know, we were passionate. We were jealous for Jesus. We wanted to serve Jesus, but now our heart is being defiled. And we choose the easy way out. Rather than facing the problem and deal with it, learn from it, grow from it, be blessed by it, we get bitter, we get disappointed, uh, we, uh, we, we turn sour, uh, our relationship sour. So all these things are what will defile our hearts. So do not be tempted to seek up for the easy way, but look straight ahead to the path where we should go. And the truth is, we do know the path that we should go. We know exactly what God wants us. But very often we find excuses. We rationalize it, you know. So we say, oh, well, we can always go to another church. We can always worship somewhere else. The important thing is we still believe Jesus. But you don't. Because Jesus asked you to walk the narrow way. You choose to go your way, your religious way. But the deception that is in people's heart, oh, you know, it doesn't matter what they do. It's the important thing is they believe in Jesus. Huh, the devil also believes. Right. But Jesus wants to be Lord of our life. He wants our hearts to be pure so that we can do His will, not do what we think is right. And uh, so the enemy will come in and tempt us to choose the easy way. And we can be tempted by the greed that is in our hearts. In the Old Testament, the prophet Balaam, he knew that God would not permit him to follow uh, the messenger of Balak to go and curse the nation of Israel. He knew exactly, as I said, we know exactly what we should do. He knew exactly what he is not supposed to do, is to entertain them, is to follow them. 
But Balaam, because of his greed, in Numbers 22, verse 18, but Balaam answered them, even if Balak gave me all the silver and gold in his palace, I could not do anything great or small to go beyond the command of the Lord my God. Now spend the night here so that I can find out what else the Lord will tell. So we spiritualize things, as I said just now. Oh, so long as we believe in Jesus. It doesn't matter, you know, whether it's here or there. We don't determine where we should be, where we should go. Let the Lord Jesus lead us and guide us and put us wherever he wants us to go. And, and Balak, uh, Balaam want to uh, push the thing to the limit. It's just like you talk to your child and you tell them cannot. And then they come back and, 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 and counter offer, you know, but can I do this other thing? You know, they, they want to uh, push you, you know, and, and test the limit where they, they can go because they want it their way. But you have already say no. And that's what Balaam is doing. And that's why God was so angry with him. And God nearly killed him, if not for the donkey that warned him. So the same thing with us. We can rationalize that. We can push it to the limit. You know, like people who don't want to obey God in a certain way. They say, you know, I can also serve God in this way. Well, in theory, you can. But in reality, who is God? You are the one who tell you what to do. Right? So, so we really need to uh, watch out for the temptation that comes from the enemy through our mind, through our reasoning, so that we will fall to go and seek after an easier, more comfortable path to walk in. And I mentioned our hearts has already, be, already been defiled from the purity of wanting to do God's will. So what do we do? Facing with this kind of temptation, we need to pray. And... Uh, we are tempted because of our own desire and also behind it, Satan is working in our flesh to enter into our life to bring about uh, destruction. And uh, so when we face the, 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 the difficulties, the trials in life, remember the temptation is seek for easier way, some of the trials are okay, we can manage them, but there will be trials, things that is in our life that, that without God's intervention, without God's help, without God's strength, we will not be able to go through them. And uh, the Lord Jesus, the Bible tells us He's tempted in every way as we are. But of all the temptation, there is one that he faced 
that is practically humanly impossible to obey. And that's why that's what we want to learn from Jesus when we are facing the temptation to seek out easier way. What do we do? How can we protect ourselves, our hearts? Look at uh, the Gospel of Luke 22, verse 39. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. You know, Jesus was about to be arrested, to be crucified, and he knew exactly what's coming. And this is the struggle, this is the temptation that he faced. Just like what we would do in this kind of suffering, we would want to opt out of it. And that's what Jesus was struggling with, because he too doesn't want to go through the cross. And of all the temptation, as I said, this is the most difficult one. This is the one that, that uh, without God's uh, help and strength, you know, he would not be able to walk through that. So what did Jesus do? He went to Mount of Olives as usual, but there's nothing usual about this occasion. It's just a place, you know, in Mount of Olives, Gethsemane, where he used to go and seek the Father, where he used to go and pray. And so that's what we need to do when we face with that kind of Temptation where the enemies want to defile our hearts from the purity of following Jesus. We need to find a place where we use to seek after God and pray. The next verse, uh, th- uh, verse 36. Matthew 26. Matthew 26, verse 36. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Jebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, verse 38, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Verse 40. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So in dealing with this kind of temptation where our hearts, the enemies want to enter into our hearts to defile, pollute our hearts, Jesus went to pray. And uh, he needed, because this is a severe battle, this is a very intense, you know, spiritual warfare, not the normal kind of uh, prayer that he uttered. And he needed companion. He took along Peter and John uh, to be closer with him and asked them to watch and pray. 
to watch, meaning we are fully aware of our circumstances, to be aware of what is coming. And because Jesus knew exactly what is coming, and he felt in his uh, 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 spirit, in his soul, he's so overwhelmed with sorrow, he's so overwhelmed with, with what will take place. So he's perfectly aware of the environment. And it's so important for us to be able to know what is coming, what we will be facing, so that we know this is not a normal time, this is not uh, another normal evening, but rather the enemies will come soon, you know, and, uh, and he will be arrested, he will soon be crucified. And that is what lies ahead of him. So that's why Jesus said, you keep watch, keep watch. So important, it's so important that we know the season that we are in. What is God doing in this season? How should we pray? You know, and uh, you know that we will be having, or, or rather uh, we're having this revival meeting. And because we know what God wants for us. And that's why we pray. That's why we prepare ourselves. Because we know this is not the normal time. And so we too could be going through different seasons where we need to come before God and set aside time and to really pray so that we will not fall into temptation. Keep watch. Not just watch, but keep watch. You've got to push yourself. You've got to press on until you have a breakthrough. And that's why Jesus is telling them, hey, keep watch, pray, so that you will be protected, so that you will have the strength to face what is ahead. Unfortunately, when Jesus returned from his prayer, he saw the disciples sleeping. And he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's why we need to press on. That's why we need to push ourselves, because this is a struggle. And Jesus himself was struggling in his prayer. And so intense was the pressure, so intense was the you know, the, the, the struggle that he sweat, drops of blood. And that's why we need to press on. We need to push through, not looking for the easy way out, not opting out, but rather to face the struggle, uh, the battle that is ahead of us. Jesus knew Crucifixion is coming. And so as he come back to pray again, so can you see when we are going through this kind of intense battle, it's not saying prayer. It's to pray and to pray and to pray, pressing on until there is an answer, 
until we know our prayer is done. Too often we just come and say our prayer and that's it. But Jesus had just prayed and yet he come back to pray again a similar prayer. And uh, Jesus is praying, Father, if it's possible, take this cup away from me. And as he continued to press on, he realized that that will not do. This prayer would not be answered. And so he prayed again, if it's not possible, Father, for you to take away this bitter cup, let your will be done. You see, he, he knew what the Father wants. He begins to yield to the Father. He begins to submit and, and, and obey, follow what the Father's want. And uh, in Luke 22, verse 43 and 44, it says, An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. So can you see the, the intensity, the, the sort of anguish that he had? But when we come before God, how can we stand? We know that this is a temptation. We know this is a struggle. How can we stand? When we pray, because this is such intense battle, God sent an angel from heaven to strengthen him. God sent an angel from heaven to strengthen him. And that's why I say, without God's help, there's no way to, to rise above this kind of pressure, this kind of sorrow, this, you know, this kind of feeling. Jesus needed the strength, the grace from the Father. And the Father is faithful. God is always faithful. When we seek after Him, He sent an angel to minister to Jesus, to strengthen Jesus. But yet, Jesus still needs to struggle through. And in our situation, we may have different kind of struggles that we face in our life. And some temptations, some struggles are easier, but there are other things that different ones we struggle with. But when we come before God to pray, we want to follow God. We do not want to allow our hearts to be defiled. We do not want to follow the ways of the, the enemy or, or our own selfish way, fleshly way. So when we seek after God, God will send help. God is faithful. He sent an angel to minister to Jesus. And he could send an angel to minister to us. Or our angel is our friend. Our angel is our leaders, is our pastors or someone 
that we see around. And just at those moments, at just at those right time, God released the word through them to strengthen us, to help us, to comfort us. So, I believe this is happening all the time because we're seeking God, and at the right time, God releases His word. And it can come through people. The Bible says when we welcome people, sometimes we welcome angels unaware. That's what the, the Bible says. We didn't know they are sent by God. We didn't know in welcoming them, we are helping ourselves. We are receiving blessing from God. We thought we give, but it turns out that we are blessed. We are more blessed compared with what we, we give. So I think we have those, those kind of experience. So God is faithful. When we are struggling in whatever problems that we face, we want to protect our hearts. We want to walk in God's way. God is always faithful. He will send an angel to minister to us. And uh, let's look at Luke 22, verse 45 to 46. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. So a moment earlier, we read that Jesus said that they, their spirit is willing, their flesh is weak, and that's why they sleep. And sometimes, yes, indeed, our spirit is willing, our flesh is weak, and that's why we've got to force ourselves to rise up. And Jesus come back and found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow, exhausted from sorrow. They too experience sorrow. They too begin to, to, to understand or to know. Definitely not completely, but they, they know the time of separation is near. And so they are also filled with sorrow. And sometimes our emotion has taken the better of us. That the, our emotion has exhausted Our strength. And so they, they could not hold themselves up to pray. And Jesus knew. But yet Jesus said, why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? In other words, don't you know this is the time, this is the, the moment, what is coming next? Don't you know the time? Jesus did not excuse them and allow them to, to behave the way that they, they feel. And in fact, Jesus asked, why are you sleeping? This is not the time to sleep. This is a time to pray. This is a time for spiritual warfare. Because you need to be strong to face the temptation that is coming. 
pray that you will not fall into temptation. The temptation to run away. The temptation to find an easy way. The temptation to escape rather than complete the mission. And Jesus said, get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. You know, sometimes we are too soft on people. We know what they need. We know they need to rise up and be strong and pray. But we talk to them, we look at them, we excuse them. We say, never mind. Okay, wait till you feel better. Or, yeah, okay, take a break. Come back when you are ready. But Jesus did not give them this kind of luxury to stay and wallow in, in the sorrow that they, they felt. Jesus said, why? Why are you sleeping? And get up. Get up and pray. Why? Because of the time, because of the season that they are about to enter in. The enemy is coming at hand. Pray. So, we know that the enemies want to devour our hearts when we walk in His way, God's way. And we got to pray. We got to press through. Watch. Keep watching. And pray. So that we will be strengthened. So that we will not fall into temptation. So Jesus wanted them to get up and pray. And that's what we need to do, to get up and pray. Verse, uh, Luke 22, verse 47. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and a man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. So, that's how close uh, that, that uh, suffering, that, uh, that, that crucifixion is coming. While Jesus was talking, the enemy was, was, was there. So many times we don't sense, we don't realize how close the enemies are before us. And we, we did not pray. We were too tired. We have too many reasons uh, that, that bound us so that we cannot rise up. And so I hope we will get the message to, to rise up to pray. And then we're talking about guarding our hearts so that we'll not fall into temptation of looking for an easy way so that we will pray, guard our heart, pray, so that we'll be strong, we'll not fall into temptation. And then we've got to pray until we yield to God's will. Not just pray. Can you see Jesus within that short few moments? He prayed, and again He prayed, again He prayed. And the last two prayers was the same prayer that He repeated. So we got to pray until we yield, submit 
to the Father's will. Not just praying. I mentioned we can justify ourselves, we can give excuses and, and, and not do what God wants. But rather we need to pray until we yield to the Father. Look, uh, Matthew 26, Matthew 26, verse 42. He went away a second time and prayed, My Father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. And verse 43, when he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. So we need to pray until we surrender, until we yield to the Father's way. And very often, there's difficulty, suffering before us. Deal with the problem. Deal with the conflicts. Deal with the people you need to. Not run away. And once you've done it, You've got to leave the people alone. It's up to them. But you walk in God's way. Jesus, look, he came back. He told the disciples to get up and pray. Once, twice. You know, in that short time, Jesus told them to pray twice. So we need people to Remind us, we need people to speak into our life. We need people to repeat what they say until we do it. And Jesus pray until he's able to say, Father, not my will, but yours be done. So you can see, Jesus said, if it's not possible to take this bitter cup away. You see how he struggled to yield, to submit and say, Father, I obey. I obey. And many times that's what, that's what we need to struggle through. And when we say we obey, it's a bitter cup that we are talking about. It's suffering, it's pain, it's rejection, it's humiliation, it's shedding blood. That's, that's what we're talking about. That's what Jesus is talking about. Drinking this bitter cup. And we've got to understand when we walk in God's way, when we pray, when God answers our prayer, minister to us, it doesn't mean that now is the way is clear, is the easy way. No. It could still mean going through the cross, going through the narrow way that leads to life. But we just commit ourselves to God. Book of Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, he said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So as we come before God to pray and pray and break through 
in our prayer until the anxiety is gone. It is replaced by the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. It doesn't mean that we understand. We still don't understand God's way. But the peace of God will guard our heart and mind, so that our hearts and mind would not just wander and just the enemy would just speak all kinds of words into our life to defile our hearts. No, the peace of God will guard our mind and heart to stay on God's will, to stay on the ways that we should be going, even though we know it's a bitter cup. That awaits us. So I trust this evening we understand how to protect our hearts by being steadfast in the way that we should go. Not choosing the easy way, not falling into the temptation of running away. But we surrender by prayer, by by pressing through prayer. To receive the strength from God, to receive the help from God, until we surrender, we submit to the Father's will. When that happens, peace will come into us. The peace of God will come into us. We know all is well, even though we have to drink that bitter cup. We have to walk that narrow path. The peace of God will protect our heart and our mind. To Christ Jesus, so that we can stand, we can overcome those temptations, those trials that is before us. So let's protect our hearts by protecting our way, so that we stay on course to do the Father's will, whatever it takes, and we do it through prayer, we do it through surrendering to the Father's will. Shall we pray, Father? We thank you for your words. We thank you for teaching us to protect our hearts from the evil one. And tonight, you remind us how we can come, fixing our eyes on you, on the way that we should go, and drawing strength, help from you. As we seek you in prayer, to walk that narrow path, to drink that bitter cup that may be before us, and we thank you that you are faithful. You will send angels to minister to us, to strengthen us, so that we will not fall into temptation. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people. I pray. Keep your words. In our hearts, to protect us when we face difficult experiences, fix our eyes upon you. In the way that you want us to go, we thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Bye bye.